The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. They're tangling in the back of the pack. Here they come on four. Down to the strike. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers download. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? Where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. Presented by Crosley. Amplify your style. Here are your hosts, Taylor Burris and Justin Prince. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the iRacers Download on the Speedsport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Hi, my name's Justin Prince. Along with me today is Taylor Burris, Water producer Richard Colbreth as we get ready to break down another busy week in the iRacing world. Plenty to talk about when it comes to this week once more, with several world championships getting underway with plenty of competition on road courses in particular with the theme. But when it comes to dominating performances, Taylor, there is none like what we've seen from the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series amongst that slate of races over the past week. It certainly is, Justin. A lot of things happening, especially after this past week at the Road America round that happened on Tuesday night. We'll be covering that race along with talking to the winner of that race as well. He is the driver for Stuart Haas Racing Esports, none other than Stephen Wilson, who joins us now here today. Stephen, another strong performance for you this season. And once again, at a road course, talk to us a little bit about how the race went for you overall, as well as what were some of the challenges you had to face at Road America? Uh, yeah, I mean, the race went pretty well. I mean, obviously, qualifying on pole, I'm pretty sure that that's what won me the race at the start of the night. So, I mean, I could have done some things better in race pace. Uh, my left front was a little hot early before pit stops, so I was losing some time with that. but. Uh, everything else went well, and uh, hanging on for the win against some tough competition, especially Mitchell at a road course is no hard feat. So it's a good win, and it's a pretty good confidence booster. Talk to us a little bit about going head-to-head with some of the biggest road course ringers here on the circuit. Drivers like Mitchell DeYoung and Bobby Zelensky, who are competitors in other forms of world championship racing. And we see that these were the ones who we expected to be up towards the front, but really had no way of catching up to you. Do you think Road America is just a circuit that provides a little bit more equal opportunity because of its large nature of a track, as well as how much speed you'll be carrying through the circuit? Yeah, I mean, I think this year we were also close on pace within like the top uh, maybe 10. I mean, uh, our guys, our dead zone guys, me, Graham, Casey, all finished top five. And I know they were a little bit better than me in race. And it's just nice to have those guys to bounce ideas off of in practice and we can all work together. So. Uh, yeah, but Mitchell and Bobby, they were giving it their all, and we were all just so close on pace. So uh, being up front definitely helped. And uh, I think Watkins Glen will be some more of the same. We'll all be really close again. So it'll be up to qualifying. Of course, second victory of the campaign. But to touch upon the road course side, it's a flip of the script compared to what we've seen in years past, where, to be quite frank, it was the Bobby Zelensky show. Then it was last year, Mitchell DeYoung coming into play, breaking up the show. You were in the conversation, as well as a few others, such as Graham Bullen. Of course, Bullen also picking up a victory in the end during that season. Now you've come into play with that speed you showcased a lot in 2021. What's that like seeing that change of the guard, kind of, so to speak, 
when it comes to the road course side going from one driver dominating to a lot of competitors building the repertoire not just on ovals but road course racing too yeah i think you see some guys in our series really going out and running road races i mean you'll see guys like casey streams road course racing all the time so there's a lot of guys in our series that are working on that as we have last year we had three this year we have two road courses on our schedule so it's something that you have to do well uh to keep your position in points uh so i think it's just everybody's getting used to it uh with this year i think we've had some great help on setups for our team so we have been keeping the fight close with Coanda. so uh, for the road course at least and with every other team on every track that we go to so i think it's just a combination of good work and i think everybody in the series as drivers is putting in the work to get better too and it has a big implication the victory does for the championship because with the playoff grid you're technically the playoff grid leader in terms of wins and points now as one of just three drivers with double digit victories it's not like last year where everybody gets a win. You get a win. Everybody does. This season seems different. What's that like from the cockpit? Yeah, I mean, personally, it's been great for me because I've been up front in points pretty much the whole year, up near the top and finishing good in every race, running well, even if the finish wasn't there, which has only happened a couple of times. So it's just been a really great stretch for me personally, and hopefully that leads into the playoffs uh, as we'll be at the top and uh, have some good tracks there so if that carries on i do think that we can fight for a championship at the end of this year and of course this season with the different tone as well lots of things picking up when it comes to dirt side as well of no you have to experience on that side trying to balance things out these days what's that like because you've made appearances in enascar's college series you have experience as mentioned in dirt racing for the world championships there what's the balance like trying to find what to choose what you have to take a step back from this year yeah i think for sure this year the main focus will be coke uh i've been getting back and i haven't really run uh the late models that much since our last year we had uh the world championship in 2020 i've been running some new official series that they have for that getting back into it before that comes back here in less than a month so just uh I, the focus will be on coke and because that's the biggest thing for me and uh just I've been running some other series, get, trying to get some good opportunities, seeing where they are, and just trying to reach out and branch out what I do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but the main focus for this year is definitely still the Enasker side of things. A quick follow-up on that. Where are some of those opportunities you're looking at? Well, like you mentioned, the college series was something that, you know, for me is tuition, scholarship money. It was definitely something that it's just a series that I barely found out about i mean i don't even remember how i found out it must have been on twitter or something and it's just like if there's an opportunity like that it's not something that i want to pass up so if there's any like good uh, good opportunities that enascar works together any series can put together then i will try to get into that steven as we look ahead to the rest of the season as well we also are heading over to pocono for the next round in a couple of weeks time the tricky triangle how do you feel with these next-gen cars? We've had pretty much half the season already completed. Do we feel like these next-gen cars are getting closer and closer to what we see racing in the real world, or do you still see some maybe small differences that either improve the driving for the virtual car compared to the real car, or vice versa? Um, For me, what I've noticed is a lot of the drivers in the real world have been talking about the aerosensitivity of these cars and how they're worse. 
this year versus the old Gen 6 car, which I honestly would feel like on the sim, I don't think it's, I don't have the experience, obviously, to tell in real life, but how the way they talk about it, I don't think we deal with that as bad, but uh, I think the racing as of recently has been getting better. Uh, tracks earlier in the year, we had a lot of draft and everybody was close and tight together, which wasn't really what we saw in real life for the first part of the season, but uh, some changes were made. And I think the racing now is as close as it can be uh, to real life or pretty close. And uh, I think for me personally, it's also suiting the way I drive and we can see that with finishes. Well, as we come to a close on this interview, Stephen, any other plans for you in 2023, as well as also how are things going with you as well with Stuart Haas Esports, and what is their thoughts about the ever-growing changes with the world of eNASCAR competition? Uh, yeah, Stuart Haas has been great. Uh, Jake and all the guys over there have been good hospitality for me, and I've really been enjoying my year. Uh, everybody that helps us, Smithfield, Gearinch, and Simpson, uh, we got some really good partners and uh, it's a really fun team to be a part of and hopefully they are thinking the same and can stay around. Uh, I think obviously that is the case, but uh, you never know. I guess things can change, but uh, they've been fun to work with. Well, Stephen, as we come to a close, where can people go to follow your career here on the iRacing service and where can people go to watch you compete in the world of iRacing? Uh, well, people can go watch uh, the eNASCAR Coke Series, Tuesday nights, every other week or so. Uh, also, we have the Durley Model World Championship coming up less than a month, like I said earlier. Uh, that'll be on Monday nights. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter, swilson3 underscore, I think is my thing on there. I post about every race that I do uh, for eNASCAR, and we'll probably do the same for the Durley Models too. So. Well, that is Stephen Wilson, winner at Road America and driver for, of course, none other than Stuart Haas Racing Esports. Coming up after the break, we review both the races in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, as well as the iRacing Off-Road World Championship. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the Speedsport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the Speedsport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Taylor Burr is here along with Justin Prince, our producer, Richard Colbreth, as we review some of the highlights from this past week in the world of iRacing, starting off with the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series at Road America. And I got to say, with these new next-gen cars, we saw it both in the real world over the weekend in the at Road America with the Cup Series, and we saw it once again with these eNASCAR drivers. Great to see, of course, Stephen Wilson come out with another strong victory in these cars and really put on an absolutely dominant performance, leading just about every single lap in this race, all 25 of them, going up against Mitchell DeYoung, who's a former Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup champion, along with also several other drivers, Bobby Zelinski, who are former competitors as well. Yes, indeed. And what Wilson's discussion, he mentioned the importance of qualifying. Seven one-thousandths of a second was the difference between first and second, Wilson and DeYoung in qualifying. And I think absolutely that was the major difference for Wilson because he had the clean air, had the good car. It was just a matter of making sure to minimize mistakes, especially when it comes to the trends at Road America we've seen in the past. But keep in mind, some drivers were keeping the pressure up, but they didn't have the best of starting position early going, which seemed to be 
and turned out to be very critical. Casey Kerwin in particular, you can put that third in the standings in that finishing order, started in sixth, five seconds back, even though he was quicker in terms of the lap times, Taylor, by up to two-tenths of a second compared to Wilson. That is some of the discussion marks of how big track position absolutely can be when it comes when it comes to some of the racing. It certainly was. And of course, it all started off with lap one chaos where multiple drivers were involved. Several such as, of course, Keegan Leahy involved in this. We also saw some of the Rise Esports drivers get involved with this incident. Also, Nicholas Shelton did not finish. Dylan Duvall, who had troubles as well. Garrett Maines, I have to give a big round of applause and commendability for him. He was involved in that lap one incident, came back to finish with a top seven finish for Elliott Sadler Esports. But a lot of work still left to do, especially with how many races left before we get to the playoffs. Just a few more weeks for drivers to get themselves settled in. And it's been talked about, especially by those in within the circuit, within the circuit, should say. Chris Leone mentioned this specifically, that the win for Wilson on the road course was huge because Bobby Zelensky, Mitchell DeYoung, 11th and 13th in the points, respectively, both without victories this season, Taylor. You know, that might be the difference between them in the playoffs and them being on the outside looking in after being in contention for the championship just a year ago. How times can change, to say the very least, but it all is going to get intriguing to see how the drivers fare at Pocono next time out two weeks time in fact for what should be a potentially eye-opening race for how it could play out here that would be approximately late july still a bit of time to prepare taylor but for some of the drivers they might be in a must-win situation with Kerwin and novak the top non-winner drivers in points and novak having a big buffer mind you who or rather Having a big gap tonight, things could get crazy around Novak. Things could get crazy for those wanting to get their first victory of the year. It certainly is going to be a course with that. There's really only two spots left that can be it in win or you're in scenarios with, of course, held by Casey Kerwin and Zach Novak. So they are going to be those ones to watch. Of course, the next round is going to be at the Pocono Raceway on May 31st, starting at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, as we'll watch all the action starting, of course, with Countdown to Green and then the green flag dropping at 9 p.m. Well, from one series of twists and turns of NASCAR racing on road courses, well, it's time to head over to our personal favorites, the Jumpy Trucks, as we like to call them here. The iRacing Off-Road Championships heads over to Wild West Motorsports Park, and it was an exciting round as both races. Keaton Swain comes home with the victory in race number one, and Cam Pedersen, who we had on the show before, comes home with race win number two. Well, Keaton Swain... Very, very dominating when it comes to his drives. Whenever he takes a victory, he just finds a way to be able to get good launches. And as it's been talked about, for some, nights of redemption compared to the last time out. Because keep in mind, when it comes to Swain, he was a corner shy of a victory at Crandon in the second race in the series' history. The fifth different winner of the season already, Taylor, with that run across the line. But it was the matter of hoping to hold things off, to say the very least. But when it comes to Pedersen, remember, he had technical issues the previous week. And that was a huge difference marker from week to week. When you consider things, 
and how things played out, especially with how things were for the pre-race invert in turn after some of the qualifying. And Pedersen in particular had to charge through the pack when you think about things, among some of the others with the invert factored in. It certainly is, and it's going to be very interesting to see what Pedersen can do. Of course, Connor Barry, who is your current points leader, came home with a third place and a fourth place finish in both race one and race two. He will still hold on to the championship lead by just a little under 20 points over Keaton Swain. Felix Roy rounds out your top three. The next round of the iRacing Off-Road Championship Series continues Wednesday, July 13th at Bark River International Raceway. Coverage begins at 8.30 with the all-star race in the pro two light cars and then of course the pros return to action at 9 p.m in the pro four trucks with that we are going to take one final break but when we come back we will preview the e-nascar qualifying series round number two live from the mid-ohio sports car course this happening this week you're listening to the iRacers download on the speed sport podcast network presented by crosley radio and on nascar digital media Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Taylor Burris here, back with Justin Prince and our producer Richard Colbreth as we look into, once again, the second round of the E-NASCAR Qualifying iRacing Series as they kick off their round two. Over 1,500 drivers try to get through into 70 spots in round one, and now... Those 70 drivers are now trying to fight and claw their way these next eight races for just a mere small 20 positions up for grabs. Justin, a lot of heavy hitters in this race. What do you think we could expect here starting off at Mid-Ohio? Well, expecting a lot of pressure to build up for one because it's not an easy track to start off round two, to say the very least. In fact, when it comes to the round, you think about things, a lot of your abilities at not just ovals will have to be emphasized here compared to round one. Drivers like Tucker Minter, I think this thrives at because he's got a decent amount of experience when it comes to driving on these types of circuits. Of course, scored the top amount of points in round one for 2022's round run this year. And in turn, also has setup experience when it comes to some of the events with eNASCAR, with the truck in particular for road course competition on broadcast. We'll see how he fares out. But I'm really intrigued on those who were able to shock a few people, to say the very least, on the road course racing abilities. Ryan Doucette, I'm keeping my eye on to see if he can try and wake up a little bit on the road courses. Jake Nichols, we've seen decent on road courses in the past. It's not going to be an easy round, though, with many of your top contenders. Some of them, oval specialists and others. Well, the main experience of seeing them in the past sliding to the grass while falling seven others into that said grass at the Pocono road course infield track. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be chaotic. You can catch all the rounds of the eNASCAR qualifying iRacing series on many different platforms. We're going to be coasting a little bit over on Burnt River Media with both Split A and Split B simulcast during the same time. And if you want to have a chance to have a little fun, join us as we have special guest Matthew Dillner joining the show. Of course, he is producer and of Dirty Mo Media's Dale Jr. Download and executive producer and co-host of The Lost Speedway. So if you aren't able to catch us live on Thursday night, July 7th, we will have that episode, that race broadcasted on tape delay later on this weekend. So you can catch all the action as we look ahead to this amazing qualifying series. One of the many steps taken to get to the chance to win three hundred thousand dollars 
But with that, Justin, it's hard to believe another episode already completed. With that, it is time that we say goodnight for, of course, our special guest, Stephen Wilson. My co-host, once again, Justin Prince, our producer, Richard Colbreth. I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media.